0: Welcome to The Stories She Sings,
1: where we bring messages of biblical women to life through inspired songs. We hope this podcast will be a place of rest, refuge, and refreshing in the presence of God. The First Christmas Without You, dedicated to those who have lost a loved one due to death, divorce, or separation. I made an agreement with my dad just after he graduated from Earth Life. Dad, if you ever need to get a message to me or through me, please wake me up in the middle of the night. He had passed away just after 4 a.m. on July 24, 2013, and so just after 4 a.m. became our designated daddy-daughter date, just in case Dad needed to get me a message. One thing I did that totally irritated my father to no end was that I never retrieved or answered his phone calls very well. He was constantly urging me to listen to his messages and return his calls. It was something I didn't do very well at all, mostly because I never took the time to comprehend how to use my cellular device. I preferred text messaging, but Dad said that he didn't know how to do that, so we were constantly playing phone tag. But now, with Dad, on the other side of the veil, I vowed to him that I would try harder to listen more closely to his counsel and learn a new way to communicate with him when he needed my attention, through spirit-to-spirit calls rather than person-to-person calls. Now, on the morning following Veterans Day, I awakened with a thought, it's time to write the First Christmas Without You program. I had briefly discussed with one of my friends who work at the mortuary in Ogden the possibility of doing a little Christmas program with any of the families who had lost a loved one in 2014. Having lost my own father the previous year, I knew how different holidays had become. I was reminded again that Dad had told me the last time I sat with him that if he had not been a commander in the U.S. Navy, he would have been a bereavement counselor or a funeral director. "'You see, honey,' he told me that spring day in April of 2013, "'we are not so different after all.' We both have a compassionate heart for the grieving. I had been stunned. I never knew my father had such a compassionate heart. But I would soon be on a journey with my father, reaching out to those who were searching for joy in the morning after the loss of a loved one. Together it was time to be turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. That was his assignment with me. He had whispered to me one morning when I was grieving his death. After that, I didn't cry anymore. I was excited. Dad and I were on a mission together. He was on one side of the veil with me on the other. And so began the thoughts that were dictated to me that early 4 a.m. morning about the first Christmas. This CD is in honor of those who we all have loved and are missing in the depths of our hearts and souls during this holiday season. It is our intention, with this special Christmas CD, to turn this holiday into a holy day, a day to pay tribute to those who we love, those whose angel faces we have loved and lost for a short while. We believe and have hope in life after death, and that we shall one day be reunited with those we love, that we shall see them once again and enjoy the continuation of eternal relationships with them with an increased amount of love, joy, and peace in a better world to come. Death, while it seems so final, is only a brief interruption to this earthly existence. Those we are paying tribute to this first Christmas have merely stepped through a curtain and are working to prepare a better place For each one of us, when our very own graduation day arrives, death is but a brief separation, a time which provides us a space to prepare our own hearts for a better world, a world which can be a paradise to us, filled with heavenly surprises that we never could have imagined. Here upon this earth, with our limited understanding of the blessings, rewards, and promises that are awaiting us beyond the curtain called the future, beyond this mortal time frame. The intention of this first Christmas is to rekindle the memory of the joy of this holy season and the true purpose for which we celebrate it. Firstly, we can be reminded that Christmas is a time to celebrate the living Christ, the giving Christ, the birth of the one who came to earth to heal our broken hearts, to carry our grief and to bury the burden of our sorrows, that we might experience a greater measure of peace in this life and a fullness of joy in the world to come. In spite of imperfect circumstances, I found in my time of single mothering, following what felt like a death to me, following my first divorce, Mothering my four young children, I had to look for reasons to rejoice amidst the personal turmoil I was facing in my life at that time. Though the stockings were never hung by the fireplace, nor were the lights strung across the window, I learned at that lonely season, after my first divorce, that there was still joy to be found in the morning, in the moment I cradled my very own baby boy, Stephen. Through my tears, I saw Stephen smiling up at me with a toothless, adorable grin. That is when one of my first Christmas songs arrived on a silver platter. Death and divorce are similar traveling companions. Both can snatch away from us the sacred dreams we once had as oblivious little children of happily ever afters that we always believed were in store for us joys that we hoped would never be interrupted. It has been said that life may not always have a heart, but it always has a purpose. The purpose I have found in experiencing portions of grief is that I might in turn serve up platters of joy to those who are searching for it. Here is the song I wrote about that first Christmas after my first divorce. It's called A Single Mother's Christmas.
0: The Christmas tree had been decked with angels One by one they seemed to go astray Little hands lost the baby Jesus your mother lost her halo yesterday. I had plans to read a Christmas story nightly to help make the season burn brightly. There'd be Christmas lullabies each day, a sweet surprise. This Christmas, our joy would turn out right. A little. Christmas is here, no need to pout. My heart is joyful, my arms are by Now isn't that what Christmas is about? The lights were never strung across the window. The stockings barely hung by the fire The cards I sent were better late than never Reality was not my heart's desire Slumping in a chair I rocked my baby boy I sang a lullaby about a child In a stable to marry Gazing up at me, my baby smiled A little blissful, a little wistful Christmas is here without a doubt My heart is joyful, my arms are born Christmas is about Wishful Blissful Christmas is here No need to pout My heart is joyful My arms are joyful. Isn't
1: that what
0: Christmas is?
1: It's been a tradition for me to write a Christmas song every single year. Christmas is a time to celebrate that there are angels, some who we do not know and others who we have known and loved in this lifetime who are our best friends, a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a husband, a wife, a daughter or a son, a best friend. Can be one of our angels. We can celebrate these angels, all the angels who we have ever known at Christmas time, and know that they are now our guardians and our sentinels, and are learning all about their new divine roles in watching over us and in ministering to us now. Here is a song that I wrote in 1987 called Who Were the Angels? It was my first Christmas song, and I awoke in the middle of the night to the sound of a beautiful instrumental. I rolled over and said, oh, just let me go back to sleep. I'm so sleepy. But the instrumental only became louder. As I walked down the long, dark hallway, the words to this song began to fill my mind. Who were the angels that sang to the shepherds while they were tending their sheep? whose angel voice made the whole world rejoice who woke them from their sleep.
0: Who were the angels who sang to the shepherds when they were tending their sheep? choice. May be full. Lift up your sad heart, while it yearns.
1: When we experience not only the greatest joys, but sometimes the deepest pangs of loneliness. There are those who are homeless, who stand in need. There are those who have been orphaned, left fatherless or motherless. There are those who have been left grieving or bereaving, the loss of someone that they weren't able to even say goodbye to in a way that comforts their own hearts. But the beautiful thing about Christmas is that it is not only a time of giving and receiving, it is a time of forgiving and believing that there are greater joys yet around the bend, waiting just behind the curtain that we call death. In 2013, when my own father passed away, I began to think of all the joyful memories that I had of him. I am filled with joyful memories as I think of Christmas past. "'spent with dear old dad, as he used to call himself. "'My father loved to play Santa. "'He had twinkly blue eyes and the sound of his laughter "'and the very thought of the dimple in his chin and his cheek warm my heart, even in this Christmas present. "'My father had a way of saving the best gift for last. "'The tradition of decorating the tree on the day after Thanksgiving "'was always heralded in by my father. "'Without a single complaint, he would unload the boxes from the garage.' His favorite box was the one that held the beautiful nativity set. I still hold the memory of my father's voice dear as it trembled each time he read the Christmas story to his young family on Christmas Eve. It was my mother who presented the gifts of the senses of Christmas, the sugar cookies, helping us to pull taffy with Crisco up to our little elbows, helping us pierce oranges with cloves made. Us all of our Christmas Eve pajamas year after year, the one gift we could open up on Christmas Eve right after Dad read the nativity story. As little girls, we loved playing dress up in the costumes of the shepherds or the wise men. I always chose to be the angel. I had one line For unto us a child is born and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That was my line and I said it from the earliest days I could remember. It was my father's way of telling the nativity story that made our hearts sing from the earliest days we can remember. I grew up. To write songs about the Savior, to comfort the brokenhearted, realizing that His love is timeless and belongs to us, no matter what our religion or our specific faith is. This song, His Timeless Love, was inspired by a friend of mine who visited Nazareth and Galilee and the places where Jesus walked as a little boy.
0: Bethlehem to see the place where baby Jesus
1: lay where shepherds knelt upon the hill while angels sang
0: for unto you a child is born this day she walked the dusty streets that childhood was Same sun shining up above. She saw the ageless sea of Galilee. She felt the timeless spirit of his love. It was when she stood near Calvary, where he Tender story, imagining how it might have been to walk those streets to see the same sun setting above, to hear his spirit whisper love. It was as I thought. When I laid down my life for my friends, I felt love, timeless love.
1: Experiencing what felt like a death to me, the divorce from my former husband, I found myself en route early one morning in 2001 to Temple Square. I was going to listen to the Christmas program for the Tabernacle Choir that year with a friend who is one of the choir members. He had to be there before dawn, before the sun rose over the mountains, so I thought I would go and visit the nativity scene there on Temple Square to await the time when visitors could enter the tabernacle. The morning was bleak, dark, and cold. I thought I would cheer myself by walking over to the nativity scene. As I gazed upon the nativity scene of life-sized figurines, I remembered my father's love for the nativity. I marveled on this unusual scene because there were two added extra figures, a little girl child holding a leash with a goat on the end of it. I thought to myself, I feel just like her. I feel just like an orphan standing all alone in this freezing cold dark morning, gazing on this scene. After asking for a song, I asked for that special gift. I asked for the gift of a song about that sacred scene to turn that very cold dark lonely morning into a moment of Christmas cheer. I asked God to bless my broken heart after experiencing a recent divorce and to replace it with a merry heart instead. Soon the songwriting tingles began to pour through my whole being, from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I felt a brand new song coming on. I reached into my coat pocket and found an extra long, crumpled up receipt from a very long purchase I had made at Walmart a few days before, "'for simple stocking stuffers. "'Just long enough to write a song on,' I thought. "'I reached in my other pocket "'and found the stub of a pencil "'with just enough lead to write the song. "'Soon the words and melody "'were flowing into my heart and mind. "'It was the song that changed my heart that Christmas. "'It was the song that I have sung every Christmas "'in the years that have followed, followed "'at homeless shelters, "'at the state hospital, "'to church groups.' At the Prison to Prisoners, the song that reminded me of that very one cold, dark morning when I felt homeless, heartless, separated, and single, a far cry from my happy memories of Christmas past spent in my childhood home with my father and mother, who seemed always like Mr. and Mrs. Santa to me. This song is called the Nativity Song, a song that was written that morning in 2001. A hint of night,
0: the soft twilight She smiles upon her babe His kindly arms protecting her In the manger her treasure lay A bundle-warming Christmas morning, a prince crowned in the hay. A gift so small brings love to all the world this Christmas day. Come, tattered child, come, shepherd boy, wise men seek him this day. Play our part in that sacred scene Bring our gift to Lord his fame Who is this child so meek, so mild Sing Jesus is his name The angel's son, such joy prolong his birth We shall proclaim The Son of God descended now Before the Christ child Come pour, come all adore his love enough to go around round and round me angels dance their spirits bright That Christmas morn glad tidings ring Oh how they sing the Christmas gift a sweet new born. Come, behold me, a tattered child The part I play, is tender heart Enfold me, my broken heart My lowly gift, for the child One lullaby, I sing for father Mother, child, a song of Christmas joy of night, the soft twilight, she lets me hold her baby, the child in me, awakening, I am reborn this Christmas day, his gift to me, a merry heart, as whole as all can be, I feel such love enfolding me, Come all adore his love enough to go around Round and round me. angels dance My merry heart with theirs reborn Glad tidings ring Come dance, come sing Tis Christmas day our King is born come forth come all adore his love enough to go around round and round with angels dance our merry hearts in him reborn glad tidings ring join hands and sing dance for the king we are reborn
1: A king. As we enter this Christmas season, let us remember that there can be joy in the morning. We can ask God to turn our sorrows into song. We can sing or listen to the songs our loved ones loved. We can make their holiday treat the favorite one and eat it for them. We can continue to carry on the traditions that they helped foster. And in doing so, we can change the darkness into light as we move out of the sad feelings of being orphaned and abandoned, like the girl with the goat on a leash in the nativity scene on Temple Square, and imagine better days and happier times to come. We can begin by finding someone who is struggling to get through the holiday season and create a new memory with them in mind. We can pass on the legacy of love that we believe we are missing to someone else whose heart is broken too. I remember the Christmas that my son was in detention. I thought I could not celebrate Christmas that year. I was a single mother, and celebrating anything just didn't seem worth it with the sorrow I felt of my own young son's lockup. So I prayed for yet another Christmas song, a song to lift my heart and buoy up my own soul, a song to remind myself of my young son's true divine nature. So I bought a beautifully framed picture of Jesus Christ smiling upon a little four-year-old boy who was standing at his knee with his kind hand upon the boy's shoulder, and I presented it to the youth detention facility where my son was locked up to hang in their chapel. It was my hope that all those boys, including my own, who were detained from celebrating Christmas with their families, might see it, and feel something stirring in their souls. Truly, that Christmas was not the epitome of the Christmas memories I had as a little girl with my father's big gift waiting behind the curtain. My own son was waiting behind steel doors with a buzzer that jolted my heart each time I heard it. But a kind father in heaven, knowing a single mother's plight, seemed to carry on the big gift tradition by giving me a brand new song each year that I spent as a single mother, including the year that my son spent in the University of Utah Hospital. That year, I carried all my karaoke equipment into the hospital and had all the youth there singing songs that would have left Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, and others in absolute awe. What talent filled that hospital ward for wayward teens, that year with no exception. Once again, the lyrics and melody of a brand new Christmas song revived my broken heart and changed it into an understanding heart. It was also the same year that my dear friend Gaynor Brunson erected a great big star and placed it on a hill where everybody could see it all the way to the freeway. It's going to be the biggest star, Gaynor said to me. He even let me string a few light strands around one corner of the star. That was the year that I wrote Who Made the Stars in the Heaven?
0: Who made the star in the heavens? Who's in your heart, sweet voice? Songs of light, soft lullabies hearts of men rejoiced The light of the world soon coming To shine a brighter day The sun of God's birth dawning One star pointing the way Whose hands form the stars in the heavens the lightning travel, to pierce through the dark of night, to shine Once lit in realms eternal Follow that star child All is bright Morning stars Sing and shout it together Let's remember
1: Last year, I had the privilege of meeting a young mother, a single woman, who was engaged to be married. Just prior to this past Christmas, just after Thanksgiving, her wonderful fiancé died in her arms. How God intervened in her story and brought me to the awareness of her situation is still a marvel to me and to those who hear our two stories combined. Truly, it was a call from heaven that brought Alicia into my life. Only months after my own father's passing, the call, which she says, saved her life. The call from heaven came to me when I was still grieving my father's departure from this world. I don't remember that first Christmas 2013 after my father died. It was the first Christmas that I didn't write a song. It was only six months later when I met Alicia. I knew we were on a journey back to joy. My journey with Alicia has given me added insight into the heart that is grieving untimely death. It has been a journey that has let me know and remember that God is in the details of our lives and that He can bring complete strangers together and turn them into the best of friends. He can take those of us who have kindred hearts of the same kind and assist us in the process of learning how to carry one another's burdens and bear one another's griefs until we are at first smiling then laughing, and eventually singing again. Finally, renewing joy in taking baby steps forward with childlike faith, first hoping, then believing, then knowing that some of God's greatest gifts are still behind the curtain called the future. I awoke at 4 a.m. on November the 12th after having a conversation with Alicia the day prior We talked about the 11-month anniversary of Billy's passing. It would be arriving on Saturday the 15th in just three days. Alicia had been sharing with me about how grief is like climbing a hill just when you think you're on the top. Something triggers the pain out of nowhere and you fall right back down the hill again. When I awaken in the early hours of the night, I often say a prayer and ask if there's someone that needs my prayers in their behalf. That morning was no exception. The idea of the first Christmas came into my mind, that there are those all over the world who are concerned about the holidays and who are not looking forward to them, as they fear it shall be a time of sorrow rather than of joy. Upon awakening, I remembered not the ghost, but the spirit of Christmas past, the good times, the sad times, and what turned each Christmas into a time of joy even in the midst of mourning, divorce, single parenting, separation from loved ones far away, or the afflictions that seemed so mysteriously to hit harder and deeper at the holidays. Thank heavens that, as I raised teenagers single-handedly trying to provide for them as a single mother each Christmas, it was always my father, dear old dad, who made it possible for me to provide a way to carry on the tradition of hiding The big gift behind the curtain. And so I wrote this song for Alicia at 4 a.m. I wrote it for my dad, too, and for the others who are facing their very first Christmas without their loved one by their side, physically, that is. I know that Billy, Alicia's fiance, is celebrating right beside you. He knows now for himself that some of God's best and biggest gifts are still hiding behind the curtain. Like little children, we cannot understand all the gifts and blessings that God has in store. Scriptures say that the best gift we can give God is the gift of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. You see, God loves broken things. God knows how to heal broken things, especially broken hearts and lives torn apart. I do know and I do remember the greatest lesson my father ever taught me and left me, as a legacy of love, that God's biggest and best gift is the gift that is waiting behind the curtain of the future. As a child, one year, my big gift was a bike. Another year, it was a cello. What will God's big gift be to you, coming when you least expect it? It is my hope and my prayer that we will not forget that there can be joy in the morning that we will remember that the best gifts are yet to come, that we are not left as orphans upon this earth, but that there are others, strangers, who are angels in disguise, who need our love and affection, that hugs and kisses can be sent on the wings of a prayer to those on the other side who are waiting to receive our gifts of gratitude, eagerly awaiting to hear our constant whispered expressions of love that it's never too late to say I'm sorry. And it's never too late to say I love you. It's never too often to say, Hey, I'm still missing you. Are you still missing me? It's time we all remember that God saves some of His greatest, biggest, and best gifts for last. It's time to remember the joys of Christmas past, the hope for joy in Christmas present, and to claim faith in what lies behind the curtain called the spirit of Christmas future. For somewhere behind that great big curtain, there is someone who is missing you too. You see, it's their first Christmas without you.
0: Yeah.